Man, such a um, such a wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful introduction. Just the the glory, the tangible presence of the Lord. Um, man, I just I felt that. I'm so thankful for an opportunity to be here with these guys tonight. And um, I know if you're watching or if you're listening to this podcast later, once we post it. Um, you know, I just I, I just had an awesome opportunity to pray and really kind of come into agreement with what Matt was already saying prior to this. And I think that might be a good place to start tonight. I really feel the weight of that and the power of that in my spirit, the, the real true power of agreement. You know, we have, we have talked about agreement for a long time in the mm-hmm. body of Christ because the Word says that if you touch and agree on anything, no matter what it is, and you ask of it, it shall be done by the Father. And uh, I think what has happened now is that we have come into a greater dimension of agreement that has been birthed through the perception of identity. And so it's not necessarily that we are striving to find agreement with one another, but we already have it. Yeah, It already exists because in Him we are one, yeah. and we are one with Him. And so when you when you get man, I, I hope people that listen to this or people who watch this, I hope you find what we have found. Yes. Because we have found a perception and a reality of kingdom family that has ushered in a a degree of power that brings freedom to the hearts and lives of people. And there really is absolutely no zero striving involved in it. What come on so man. Ever. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I feel so full of joy, yeah. so full of peace, man. Just absolutely yeah. rested and restored, and I'm grateful for that. So, typically, man, I was I was really planning on having Jeremy drive this thing tonight and just lead us wherever he wanted to go, and um, we we kind of went in a different direction. But I I haven't we haven't done this in a while, so I really wanted to hear from you guys, man. What is what's on your hearts tonight? So I want to I wanted to start uh, maybe because you said my name. But, um, you know, Matt, I think maybe the first thing that Matt said was, uh, you know, the the test of Revelation 19, that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And it's funny because this week, uh, over the last week, that word has come up to me multiple times. Now, God's been talking like a chatterbox, you know, in in my own life and many different facets, and it's really really amazing and some of it's great some of it's exciting. it's all great some of it's exciting and some of it's like ah, okay okay can we focus on, <laughs> can we think about somebody else now for a minute like matt i'm sure matt's got some sin can we talk about you know i'm kidding god's not been doing that at all <laughs> uh you know he because you understand that, uh, the the spirit of the father yeah. is 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 uh to bring out you know your best and to bring out his identity in you but listen to revelation 19 this has been the word that God's been uh, just everywhere I've turned around. And I just want to present a different, a different take on it for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really interesting that you prayed that at the beginning. <laughs> because we, we all know that because we believe that God, especially in this era, in this time that we're in, that, that the, the apostles and the prophets are rolling out uh, together. I believe this more than ever, that the apostles and the prophets are rolling out together again. And, and more than ever, that, that we're, we're seeing the establishment, the, the apostolic work of the kingdom, but we're seeing the prophetic. And we're seeing these, the, these spirits, these, these really, um, it, it, was, it was brought to me like this, um, you know, the grace and mercy have kissed. 
uh, I mean, uh, truth and mercy have kissed. Mm. And the apostolic and the prophetic are like the best husband and wife arrangement you can see. It's the best team. It's the most, it's the best intertwined. And down through the years, we've seen prophets in charge of stuff, and we've seen apostles in charge of stuff, and we've seen pastors. But when you start seeing the fivefold ministry roll out together, as, as you, you know, said, it's an amazing, the, the balance, and, and it's amazing we get the, the full river of what God's doing. But anyway, the testimony of Jesus. So something, something that's been a, a, a alarmingly powerful in my spirit in the last few days is the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus. And everybody watching and everybody listening to this podcast understand the most powerful thing you have in your mouth right now is the testimony of Jesus. Man, come on. And when we say everybody should prophesy, we want everybody to prophesy. Everybody should be prophesying. Yeah. Everybody should be <laughs> prophesying. I just want to reiterate, everybody should be prophesying, yeah. which is, you know, your exhortation, your comfort, your edification, all those things that are laid out in 1 Corinthians 14. But 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 listen, you want to know how to release the spirit of prophecy in your life? Tell what Jesus is doing and has done Man, in your life. On. It is so simple that it's wrecking my world. Yeah. The testimony of Jesus releases the spirit of prophecy. For yeah. example, go up to somebody that's sick and tell them how God has healed you or how God has healed somebody that you love, that you prayed for, God heals. And watch what happens. A, a supernatural prophetic thing is released by saying, yeah. Yeah. man, I prayed and the Lord healed me or God healed my marriage or God set me free of this or whatever, whatever, and watch what happens. Mm-hmm. We're going to begin to see now in this time a release of the prophetic in a new way. It's always been there. It's been there since Revelation 19, but it's, it's in the testimony of Jesus. Who is Jesus in your life and what is he doing? Yeah. Begin to tell people and prophecy will begin to flow and, and, and things will begin to activate all around you. Yeah. And, it, and it, you prayed that and it was, I, I almost screamed because <laughs> um, I went, that's exactly what the Lord was saying to me, you know, reminding me again, coming over here. Remember, you know, this, this testimony of who I am in your life, the testimony of Jesus that is, we've always said that the that prophecy is the testimony, and absolutely is. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. But also understand that the testimony of Jesus releases prophecy. They're intertwined. Anyway, yeah, that's that's a that's a free that's Man, a free that's thing so that was just burning in my spirit. That's I just so had to, I've been waiting to say it, but everything, yeah, everything the Holy Spirit does mm-hmm. is to testify of Jesus. Everything that's right. Everything, yeah. Yeah. everything. He he doesn't he didn't come to speak of himself. He come testify about jesus yeah amen mm. come on now amen yeah it's good stuff you know that that's really a like a twofold word the the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy because we we have a testimony of jesus but jesus has his own testimony come on <laughs> yeah and that's so good. there's there's really two different dimensions of that word itself. So so we have our testimony of Jesus, and that's exactly what you said. It's it's what Jesus has done for us. Mm-hmm. But then I look in Hebrews chapter two, and I see where Jesus, when he ascended, he says, "I and the ones who are sanctified have become one, and I have put my trust in them." That word trust in the Greek is actually the word esome, and it means future. And Jesus is is giving the Father his testimony, and his testimony actually is us. 
we are the testimony of Jesus. So mm. that it's amazing because we have our testimony of Jesus, mm-hmm. but we are also Jesus's testimony. Man. So if if that's the case, then what we also have to understand is this: we are, and this is why it's important for everybody to prophesy. It's because we are. We carry the spirit of prophecy in us in us it's yeah. in our it's in our dna yeah right. it's in it's in our it's in our spiritual uh, dna for real yeah. absolutely yeah so yeah. you are everybody is and i i've been saying and feeling guys that it's that that it's all of the fivefold ministry you looking for the fivefold ministry then look in the mirror it's all in you apostles prophets because all of the kingdom is in you this was what jesus told us yeah so so everywhere you go pr- the prophet is here and you can walk in burger king tomorrow and say the prophet's here Yep. Oh, I meant the apostle, the evangelist, the pastor. Like it's all here. Right. It's all in you, and yeah. we keep seeking out there, and we keep going to conferences. We keep reading, and we keep looking, and we come keep, on, man. We wow. keep going, and every bit of it is inside of us. And I've and today, I'm sorry, I'm I'm taking over, and I'm going to shut up now. But when Paul laid, I, <laughs> You're I, I, good. I, what Paul Paul laid laid hands on them, they they were baptized, and Paul laid hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came on them, and they all began to speak in tongues and. Prophesy. They all began. Oh, anybody all. Paul laid hands on, <laughs> like they got baptized, he laid hands on them, they spoke in tongues, and they prophesied. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was that that is the portion that is ours. That is our portion. That is who he is and who we are. Is that out of Acts 19? It is from Acts 19. Sorry. All right. So here here's what's interesting about that pack. This is always like really stood out to me is when Paul said, What baptized were you baptized mm-hmm. with? They said we were baptized with the baptism of John, mm-hmm. which yeah. was basically the baptism for the remission of sins. And and he said, well, have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit? And they said this. We, they said we we didn't even know there was such a thing. What is yeah. what is a Holy Spirit? Okay. <laughs> All right. So so Paul Paul at that point he lays his hands on them, and it immediately happens. Right, mm-hmm. they they begin to speak in tongues and they begin to prophesy. All right, here's here's where I think we have a huge differentiation between what happened in Acts 19 and Western theology. <laughs> in Western theology, we know too much. Yeah, yeah. We've got a whole lot of people who think they know way too much, and so we actually judge what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is supposed to be according to our own personal standards. Mm, wow. And mm. then when it doesn't happen, we say, see, we told you. Told you it wasn't real. Yeah. Wow. Told Man. you told you we wouldn't speak in tongues. You know, told you it's not real. Told you that, that God doesn't heal people anymore. Told mm. you this, told you that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. That whole parable of the servants who, you know, Jesus gave five talents, I think three talents, one talent, whatever. All right, so the guy that got the one talent who went and buried it, when it came time for him to give his report out to Jesus, you know, on what he did with that one talent, he said this. He said, Master, I knew that you were a hard man. Yeah. Okay, What, what did he do? He judged. He judged the master in his own heart. Wow. So when Jesus spoke back, or when the master speaks back in this parable, the same, the same measure of judgment that he was given was received back to him. Wow. Was wow. given back to him. And here's the thing, man. We, we have our own like Western theology and what we think is, is this and that, and we have such a church-minded perception 
instead of a kingdom or a Holy Spirit minded perception. Come on. That which I for me, guys, if if I say the Holy Spirit or I say the kingdom, I'm talking about the same thing. Yeah. I don't I can't I don't see the difference in the two. Right. I think when people think kingdoms, they think like organizations and all that stuff. And I and I think that too to a certain standpoint. But I see all of that in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Because that's what the Bible says, that the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's right. Mm -hmm. So you can't get the kingdom without the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But I I think what we tend to do is we judge what the Holy Spirit is supposed to do or what he's done for others, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And we never really get to encounter the freedom and liberty because we've already judged. Wow. Yeah, we set the parameters. (laughs) Mm. You. You, your perception and how you see it, you set the you set your own parameters of how you view God. Yeah, you know it's we limit Him. Oh yeah, by how we see it and how we judge it. Mm. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. I, you know, and I wonder too as as we you know as we talk through this. What what examples do you guys have where you saw, like you realized when something was over with, God was working on way more levels than you knew? <laughs> Man. Because it happens all the time. I was going to yeah. say, like, I don't know how to pick one. I mean, like we, so we do this Thursday night thing here at the barn last Thursday night. I I was just amazed at how many different dimensions God was working in at one time. Yeah. Through, through one act of obedience in the Holy Spirit, there were multiple people who were touched in a very tangible way by God. And, and it was all, it all stemmed from one act of obedience. Mm-hmm. But that one act of obedience released the faith and released the freedom and the liberty and the spirit to influence and impact a whole lot of people who were here at one time. Mm. Yeah. So here's the deal, man. I think about that and I think, well, how, how, how are we going to impact a culture? Mm. How are we going to impact a society of people when, when we have... The Holy Spirit, who knows exactly what the need is of every person around us, whether it's a coworker, whether it's somebody in a grocery store, in a public mall, at a public ball game, whatever, our conversations, our our acts of obedience, it's not just for the person. We always think, well, it's just this one person that God wants to get to. But no, there's there's other people who are affected by those encounters mm-hmm, right. who you don't even realize it until it's over, but they're like, you know, hey, I saw what you did over there, and I just want you to know, man, that really blessed me, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Yeah. And and so you you find out, like, all right, I'll give you guys just a quick example. We we have a restaurant, a local restaurant here in town, and the Lord spoke to me one morning and said, hey, I want you to go there, and I want you to pray for people. And and I said, okay. So I called up a friend. We went there. We took our wives. We took our families. We went to eat. My waitress comes to the table and I said, uh, I said, Hey, um, if you're interested in this, we'd really like to pray for people today. That was all I said. And I was like, we'd really like to pray for people today. And, um, so I told her, she's like, Oh, cool. Yeah. Thank you. You know? 
And uh, she said, I'll, I'll see, you know, I'll see what they say if anybody else wants to be prayed for. And I was like, okay, cool. So, so we got up and we went to fix our plates. We come back and there's a line of waitresses at our table. And we started praying for them wow. right there in the restaurant. Well, then there were people at the table sitting around us mm. who wanted prayer. Who were like, "Hey, could you could you pray for me on this?" Well, then right. I got a word of knowledge about somebody's son, and it wasn't even one of the waitresses. It was this lady who was sitting over there trying her best to mind her own business. Wow, <laughs> God and wouldn't leave her out. He had pulled her in. He pulled her into oh, it. Oh, come She's on. just over there eating her eggs, and you know, and you and you had to get her all involved. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's great. So, my I guess my point of the reason I shared that is because. You're right, Adam. We limit. We limit the capability and the power and the influence of God. And I think that's why we see influence or impact in the culture around us as such a monumental task. Because it's like, man, how, how could we ever make a difference? Well, you alone can't. But when you have the seed of the kingdom inside of you, the kingdom. It can it can do so much more. It's like man. leaven. Cool. Yeah. It is a little. I was just thinking how you can't oh, you can't underestimate a small thing. Oh, sure. You can't put a value. I think that's this whole idea that we became, especially with the Western thought, is things are big, things are great, things are things are small. These things are small. These churches are small. These ministries are huge. These crusades are. You know, we 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 we, we really look at crowds, mm-hmm. and, and we don't understand that Jesus went out of his way to go to a well to to encounter a woman. Yeah. Jesus went out of his way to go to the tombs to deal with a man who was, who was demo, uh, demoniac. He was demon-possessed. <laughs> so Jesus, like we see Jesus on the sea. I think everybody looks, you know, in, in, in a seminary or whatever, we all think of Jesus on the side of the hill with thousands of people, you know, and that's where we get our mentality in this, in this day and time that, Things are big, but but you don't know that a small act with a waitress at at a, at a local uh, a sizzler <laughs> kind of restaurant, a local act uh, will will ignite a whole community. Well, then what happens? The lady that's over there eating her eggs and and trying trying not to get involved. There's a word of the Lord that directly connects her. Well, see that? Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, please. See, that's that's our perception. Mm-hmm. God only moves in a. Mm-hmm. Church building, mm-hmm. or God only moves in a service. Oh, mm-hmm. here we go. God only moves in a certain <laughs> mm-hmm. atmosphere, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's not the kingdom. Not no, at all. not at all. You know, it, it's we're limited when I, I'm, I believe that God comes down. Don't get me wrong, but we're still limiting Him by waiting on Him to come down. Come on, man. We have access. That's it. Yeah. He said the kingdom is. At hand. That's yeah. it. It's right here. It's right here. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we see Western Sizzler. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We see, you know, Huddle House. We see Walmart. Mm-hmm. God sees. Yeah. He sees people. People yeah. are there. Children. Mm-hmm. People are he there. He sees children. How do you know God wants to work at Walmart? Because people are there. Yeah. How do you know <laughs> God wants to work at the gas station? Because people are there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like God has no desire to touch a gas station any more. I mean, a gas pump <laughs> any more than God has a desire to work in a in a you know to touch a church building. They're not anointed church buildings. It's right. not a thing. Right. You can get the best. You can get Messner or whoever the big companies that build the churches. You can get bring out the best. There is not an anointed structural program they can put up. The barn is not anointed because it's a barn. 
It's anointed when people come in here. People. People yeah. bring the anointing into this place. The same people that just had it at, at the Dollar General. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it, it's this concept that if I can just get people to church on Sunday, invite as many people as you can, bring the sick, bring that. We've been doing this for years, getting people, driving people to an event. Yeah. And all along, Jesus is trying to get about us to them. Well, neither, neither one of you guys were here Sunday morning. <laughs> we we had this exact conversation Sunday morning really? in the men's prayer time, and I don't know you two guys were in different places, but we were saying that exact. Literally, we were saying we we have had this perception in the past to where we're like, oh, well, if we could just get them to the barn, if we can just get them to church, if I could just get them to come to church. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. that that's not it. You know, Adam, you you made a good point. You said we have access. But the thing that I think most people like just fail to realize in the kingdom of God is this: we are someone else's access. Absolutely, we're doors. We're, we're door doors and gates. Yeah, we're doors and gates, and you know, lift up wow. your head, you everlasting gates. <laughs> you know, we are people's access to the kingdom, and we we really need to gain a perception and understanding of that, so that wherever we go, we deploy the kingdom of God. Instead of just saying, you know, hey, man, it'd be really cool if you went to church with us this Sunday. Well, no, because that person that you're inviting to church today has needs today. Yeah, they have problems today. Come on, they have doubts, they have fear, they have things that they're facing today that's holding them back from where that they want to be with God and where God wants them to be with Him. Yeah, and so if we just learn how to flip the switch constantly. Instead of saying, "Well, there's a time and place we're gonna we're gonna create an atmosphere where God can move," forget that, man. Yeah, he he's, he's already moved. He's already moved. He's, exactly. Yeah, and and I am the atmosphere. That's yeah, it. I mean, literally, I am the atmosphere. <laughs> yes. Like I, I am. You know, we've we've mm-hmm. t- joked about it, you know, for years. But it's a true. You know, a person can bring can walk in the room, and you're like, oh, <laughs> they're having a bad day. They bring in. I mean, literally, this we. It's not an over spiritualization thing. It's a real. It's a real thing. If I'm having a, a stressful day, I can bring that stress into my house. When I come home at night, I can. They can. Oh, everybody yeah. be having a great day, and I can come in all grumpy. And before you know it, everybody in the house can get sideways, emotional, grumpy. I mean, it's a thing. It is. It really is a thing. Well, when I walk in my authority and my identity oh, as a son. Kingdom. In the kingdom, like wherever I go, he is. <laughs> he influence. is. Huh? You bring the influence. I bring the influence. Yes. That's how powerful you are. Yes. I mean, it's the same anointing that a woman reaches up and touches the hem of his garment and she's healed. Yeah. yeah. We think about, we look at that and go, wow, that's how anointed Jesus was. No, it's who you are. It's yeah. who I am. Yeah. yeah. And I've, and I've unfortunately have lived way beneath my own <laughs> potential for many, many years trying to be a great worship leader. I was just trying to be a great worship leader. Just want to be an anointed worship leader. That's all I wanted to be. Never understood we a great pastor. Man, I mean, just be a great pastor. I just want to love people, be a pastor. Not understanding that I am a son of God yeah. and that all of the kingdom is inside of me. And so yeah. God, I don't have to I don't have to do all the things, you know, anymore that I've done. And man, you just hit my sacred cow because, you know, I mean, part of my identity is I create an atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of how I've made my living. Primarily, how I've made my living for the last twenty-five years is creating atmospheres. Yeah, sir. You know, I come in, I play keyboard, I sing, I release an atmosphere, miracles happen. 
So you're just taking away my job and you're giving it to everybody. So yeah. thanks for that. I appreciate that. Like, yeah. so, so everybody, you know, that you can access it that way. Every, yeah, oh, that is a way, but it's not necessary. It's, it's everybody needs needs you. I mean, I mean, unless Garen thinks I need to go eat breakfast with him every time and like bring the keyboard, yeah. so that if you feel that again, you yeah. you should have said no. Jeremy's not here. I can't do that, Lord. You mean you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I, you know, I don't, have, I don't have the band. Yeah, because prophets will tell you I gotta have my minstrel. Well, no, you don't. Let me, let me ask you this, dude. Check, check this out. This will change your perception forever. You'll hate me after. That's this. That's what you always do. <laughs> change my perception forever. Yeah. <laughs> Who does your gift make room for? Wow! Mm. Wow! 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 <laughs> it makes room for you, for yeah, right? right? It uh, doesn't make room for him, right? It makes room for you, <laughs> and and that's important because we we need to have a drawing. We we need to have an illumination that that comes from within us that that gives us those positions, those places of influence. But that gift making room for you is really only about the positioning of who you are so the kingdom can be deployed through you. Yeah, It's not about you being in that place so the kingdom can come. Mm-mm. It's already here. It's, it's you, that gift making room for you puts you in the position for the influence of the kingdom of God to come through you. Man. You know? We we man we've utilized our gifts in yeah. a lot of different ways. We have. We're all guilty of it, yeah. man. I I have too, you know. And well, you know, and and it's terrible. People, people out there, they're not gonna they're not gonna want to have anything to do with anything we try to invite them to, mm-hmm. unless we're truly walking this out. Like we can invite them to church all day long. We yeah. can say, man, if I could just get so and so down to the barn, man, this is gonna happen. Problem is, is if that person doesn't see what you represent in you, <laughs> yeah, they don't want to have anything to do with it anyway. Mm-hmm.